Welcome. Welcome to the Soul Evolution Center show on blog, talk, radio, and also on YouTube. This is our 16th episode. I am Katie Simone. I am an advanced channeler of light beings. I'm also founder of SoulEvolutionCenter.com. Its mission is to help you evolve into your best life. I started the Soul Evolution Center show to share various important and valuable spiritual and metaphysical teachings for your well-being. Um, I've had some great topics in the early episodes of this show, and I encourage you to reference them. Uh, the earlier episodes of the Soul Evolution Center show can be downloaded for free 24-7. Um, in the earlier episodes, I share uh, technical information about energy, about spiritual awakening, about out-of-bodies, about what is uh, channeling and how to connect to your intuition. I teach all these topics as well as uh, presentations and events at Soul Evolution Center in Florida, as well as offering them through private sessions by uh, phone, Skype, and uh, online through the computer. I'm going to touch briefly on some of these topics now, but if you do want more detail on them, I uh, please review the earlier episodes of the Soul Evolution Center show. And again, they can be downloaded for free 24-7. So uh, today I'm going to talk about the concept of a light worker. I consider myself a light worker. A light worker is someone who has incarnated on the planet Earth uh, during this, this time, during their lifetime, to be of assistance, to be of support, uh, and to help raise the vibration uh, of the world. And when I say of the world, I mean of their immediate community, which in turn will raise the vibration of the world. Because whenever there is a shift in, e in each person, uh, it not only shifts that person individually, but the collective also shifts. And this is because we are all interconnected. Uh, uh, and so we have these energetic lines and cords of connection between all of us, uh, not just who we immediately know, but to everyone that is existing on the planet Earth right now. So whenever you have an epiphany, whenever you come to a, a, an extraordinary realization about yourself and your, and your life that creates healing for yourself or for those around you, you really help, um, you really help to raise the vibration uh, of these people as well. It's very, very beautiful, wonderful, and profound. So I consider myself a light worker. I do my light, light work through various techniques. I did found Soul Evolution Center in 2013. So I, I, I share educational materials as well as my own experiences. Other light workers do energy healing. I also do that. I'm a Reiki master, and I offer uh, Reiki certifications. Um, some other light workers do their light work through pet communications, plant communications, working with working with crystals, or just living a life of peace, uh, love and joy. Uh, and they demonstrate those demonstrate these important characteristics to those around them to help raise and shift their vibration as well. Uh, one thing I've noticed, um, and and so what has motivated me to create this platform, this specific platform, Soul Evolution Center Show, um, and to share what I do in the format that I do, is that I really want to understand the light workers' day-to-day -day 
uh, goings on, what they dream about, what their life is like. Um, some light workers have written extraordinary books. There's been some great spiritual writers, and they're still out there. Uh, I'll just cite a few, like Deepak Chopra, uh, Eckhart Tolle, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, though he's in spirit now, may he rest in peace. And I know these are extraordinary human beings, and I often wonder about their day-to-day the day -day life, what goes on in their mind, and what goes on in their sleep state. Because for me, what happened is I experienced a major trans transformation and transition in 2009 when I had a spiritual awakening. And I talk about spiritual awakening in more detail in my earlier episodes of this, of this show. Um, you, you can learn more about the details of my awakening on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com, under the tab Meet Katie. I, I uh, experienced an extraordinary spiritual awakening in 2009 when I, when I truly began to realize that I am a spiritual being having a physical existence for my spiritual evolution. I had one student in my class ask me, well, what are we evolving toward? And we're evolving toward uh, becoming more of the divine being that we are. We are all divine, immortal, eternal beings. And our consciousness carries on even after physical passing. How do I know this? I know this because I have done mediumship where I connected to loved ones in spirit on the other side. So there's a part of them, there's an aspect of them that continues on even though they no longer walk the physical plane of the earth. So I have experiential knowledge in this and I truly believe in it. And I also believe in it because I am a channeler. I described what channeling is in the earlier episodes of my, uh, my show, so please refer to that. But I am able to hear information in my mind, in my own thought voice, from beings that exist in different dimensions. We exist on the earthly plane in the third dimension, but there are many levels and layers of dimensions, and all these are occurring on different frequencies. You can think of it as a radio, where on a radio... Uh, on a radio dial, there's multiple numbers, multiple frequencies, but you as a listener, uh, by dialing in on the, uh, on the uh, knob, you can tune into one specific frequency at a time. And when you are listening to a radio station at one time, it doesn't mean that the other stations still not exist. They, it just means that you're not tuning into them. You're not tuning into their channels at that time. And this is exactly what channeling is uh, correlates to. I am able to tune in and hear channels that these beings communicate on. And I've heard telepathically, and tele, tele, te, telepathy is the main way I receive information. And you can say it's my strongest psychic sense. And that developed after my spiritual awakening in 2009. After I raised my consciousness, uh, uh, my energetic uh, body and systems um, became uh, stronger and were capable of um, holding these and, be, and being aware of these type of transmissions. So I have the ability to receive transmissions or communications from other beings that exist in uh, different frequencies on the earth. And I know this because they tell me their names telepathically, and sometimes they refer to where they're from, a different dimension, a different galaxy. And so uh, this, is how I, this is how I know this. And I am not the only one doing this on the planet Earth today. There are many, many channelers on the Earth who are, 
who are doing their light work like I am to help raise the vibration of the planet. And uh, the, each channel or channels in a different form. And it comes in the way that is perfect for them. And, and I am sure each one of you, each one of my listeners and viewers are channelers also. We all naturally channel in some form or another, uh, naturally and spontaneously. Uh, so the main way I do my spiritual work is through channeling. I recently uh, authored a book uh, in September 2015, and it's called Aristotle's Teachings for the New Age, a series of channelings. This is a free ebook available uh, for download at smashwords.com, and the links are available um, on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. So please refer to that to get your free ebook copy. But this book had a series of channelings from Aristotle, the famous philosopher and spirit. He came to me starting in April 2015 to impart words of wisdom to help people navigate these times that we are in and to help them understand what is going on so that they are stable and centered. He shares exercises to do on a daily basis. It's very, uh, it's philosophical, but also practical at the same time. I do encourage you to uh, read it um, when you have time. So that this is what I do. Uh, I am a channeler, and I have, I have read books from channelers, um, and they they know they are channelers. They state they are channel channels, and that the, that the information that they share is channeled. But I'm always so curious as to what goes on in the channeler's day-to-day life. Uh, are they on telepathically all day long? Oh, what is their dream state like? And I have found um, that even though I may meet channelers, uh, and they call themselves channelers and have channeled succinct information from beings that exist in other d- dimensions, they don't necessarily have the same experiences that I do with my dream state, uh, with and having out-of-body experiences. So I found that I cannot assume that just because someone is awakened and is able to channel that they're having similar uh, lucid out-of-body experiences as I am. And we are all unique. Uh, We all interpret and process information differently. And each one of us, um, it is to be honored in each one of us. And so today I would like to share some of uh, what I experience in my out-of-body experiences so you can understand what a cha- how a channeler may experience their sleep state. Uh, I am a student of A Course in Miracles. That is a lengthy, uh, hefty book, and that was a channeled book, and it was channeled by Helen Shuklin, and she said she channeled Jesus Christ. He came to her. And he shared all his teachings in this very comprehensive text. It's very high vibrational, um, and it's very inspiring, and I encourage you to, to read it or to review it when you have a chance. And so I was always curious about the author, Helen Shuckman, the channeler, and how her life was, how her day-to-day life was. And she had, uh, she had some videos on YouTube, and she has uh, personal writings that she shared. But I, I wanted to get some insight as to what her life was like. And so what I'm doing in this episode is, is kind of giving you that insight into me. Um, sometimes uh, when people don't know exactly what you do or how you do it, you seem to be mysterious. 
But I want to share uh, what I experience almost on a daily basis uh, so that you can see uh, what, a, what, a, what an awakened human being that is able to telepathically communicate to uh, high dimensional beings at times and only certain beings, the ones that wish to come to me and want to communicate to me and that operate on a frequency that I can hear. What, uh, what someone uh, like that, how, what their life is like. Um, so I, I wanted to share that, um, you know, since 2009, since my awakening, uh, I became a lucid dreamer. It was all part of raising my consciousness. I, I feel and I've channeled messages from light beings that I've shared on my blog and on my Facebook uh, uh, Facebook page, Soul Evolution Center, LLC. And the beings have, uh, have stated this explicitly, that when you raise your vibration, when you raise your consciousness, when you start having higher level thoughts, you will be able to experience your multidimensionality more. You'll be able to experience your concurrent lives, your parallel lives. The term that I hear telepathically to refer to parallel lives is multilateral. That's the term that is used. And what happens for me is during the day, I do receive telepathic information. It's in my own thought voice. And it happens all the time. It's, most of the time, it's very muffled, it's in the background, it's very quiet, and it's hard to hear. And sometimes I only get bits and pieces, I only get words, or I only get symbols or pictures. So it's not a streaming flow. I wish it was, but there's a reason for that. Uh, I've heard telepathically that the reason why telepathic communications aren't as clear is because the quality of our air has degraded, and that is due to World War II, to pollution, to electromagnetic frequency waves. The EMFs, electromagnetic frequency waves, are what electronic devices radiate and that affect us on very subtle energy levels, and they don't uh, enhance our well-being. They affect us detrimentally. So all these type of external influences affects the quality of the air. And the air is a delivery system that's directly channeled from these, be from these beings that communicate with me. And when the quality of the air is degraded, um, they're not able to send concise, uh, clear uh, words and sentences and phrases because uh, the, their delivery module is, you can say, not 100%, which is the air. So I just want to pre preface that uh, to all of you. Uh, some people think that when you're a channeler, uh, when you that if you're telepathic, that you, you are on all the time, that you receive clear streaming information. And it's not, and it's not the case. And it's not the case for me. Um, this is why a lot of mediums, these are people who communicate to loved ones in spirit. You might have seen them on TV. A lot of times they receive only symbols, pictures. You'll hear them say, um, I'm, I'm hearing the initial J and a T, or I'm getting the number seven. Did your relative have an association with the number seven? It's very parsed. So this is, this is the reasons I have received as to why the telepathy, even for those so-called psychic uh, light workers, is impeded. And including for myself, numerous times I have told the guides. I refer to to those beings as the guides. Uh, and to be honest with you, 
sometimes they don't know specifically who the guides are. Because when I receive telepathic communication, sometimes they don't introduce themselves. And I just hear the advice or the guidance or recommendation or a tip. They don't necessarily say, hello, this is your archangel so-and-so, or this is your guardian angel, Alexandria. Uh, I'm giving you this information. It does not come in that clear for me. Uh, but I nevertheless, because the quality of the information I receive is high and strong, I don't doubt the authenticity and the high vibrational uh, manner of these, these guides. <clears throat> so having said that, uh, I, in the beginning of my spiritual awakening, I started chronicling my experiences because they were so extraordinary and I, and I was experiencing psychic phenomena. Not only in my out-of-bodies, but in my day-to-day -day life where I, would, I started seeing light mists, orbs, uh, flashes of light with my physical eye around people and in the environment I was in. And this was, I had not seen this before prior to 2009, but when I became spiritually awakened and understood that I am a spiritual being having a physical existence for my evolution, it was a game changer for me. <clears throat> And then since then, I've been experiencing lucid out-of-bodies. My dream state changed drastically. It became a whole nother lear uh, learning, learning ground or learning platform for me. And uh, I, I tend to remember uh, some of my dreams almost every day. I don't remember the entire evening, but I always remember one. And some, some uh, mornings when I wake up, I, how I would have remembered five, six, seven of my uh, dr my dreams <clears throat> with lucidity and with detail, but I uh, and sometimes it feels like when I wake up that I haven't really slept because I've been so active during my dream state and so engaged, and my nervous system has been out activated. Uh, but I I believe this is just part of the learning stages for light workers today as we awaken more and more and raise our consciousness, we're gonna become more and more lucid during our sleep state, because our uh, alternate realities are going to be revealed to us because we will be able to handle it. The reason why some people do not remember their dreams or are not lucid is because they are not ready yet. Um, when I became a lucid uh, dreamer, or you can say when I started having lucid out-of-bodies, it happened naturally. It was spontaneous as a result, as an occurrence of raising my vibration by becoming more spiritually awakened. I was not intentionally and forcefully trying to facilitate out-of-body experiences in 2009. It was a natural, you can say, side byproduct of my spiritual awakening. And so that's what I teach. I encourage people, if they want to learn how to experience out-of-bodies, to raise their vibration, uh, to live a life of higher consciousness, of love, joy, peace, and forgiveness on all levels, um, and to start working on becoming aware and mindful of their day-to-day -day thoughts and to release their egoic aspects of their personality, those parts of that personality that don't want to forgive, that want to hold a grudge, that want to dominate, that want to control, that want to blame, um, that want to overpower, that wants to get angry and childish and feel sorry for, sorry for, for themselves. Transcending the ego uh, aspects of my ego 
helped me tremendously in achieving the spiritual breakthrough that I did in 2009. And I'm actually telepathically channeling that right now. Sometimes when I do these shows, um, I'm getting a feed inside my head, and I know that I'm channeling that, and I just channeled that, st that prior statement. And the guides love when, when lightworkers share their information and, and bring people together in, in this unique way. <clears throat> and so um, well, I started chronicling my own psychic phenomena and my own psychic experiences because I was learning and I was looking for help. And I hope that by sharing, other people would come forth and provide me some guidance. And that has happened, but I have found that I actually had to learn a lot on my own. And I know that was probably one of my life lessons uh, for me to learn on my own. And isn't, isn't that the best way to learn sometimes? Learning on your own. Um, I had to put the pieces together myself. And it hasn't been easy in, in the first few years of my spiritual awakening from 2009 to about 2013, maybe into 14. I was very frustrated. I was letting my ego uh, take control, and I was getting frustrated with the guides, with the angels, with myself, with the dream state, and I was confused. But then I came into a settled place in 2014, and, and I'm in a much better place in 2015. And I have heard telepathically that I'm an early riser, which means that um, Many of us, many of the light workers, are early risers that have incarnated at this time. Uh, we're in the in the front uh, part of this Aquarius age, the, the astral, the new astrological age that we're going to be in for the next two thousand years. It's called the Aquar uh, the age of Aquarius, and so many uh, light workers are being awakened now, and it, it is sometimes challenging and tumultuous because it requires much change. And sometimes also because it is so new to us and people around us aren't being accelerated at, at that rate, they may not understand us, they might question us, question the, our integrity that was directly channeled. Um, and that is uh, something I've experienced myself. But nevertheless, I am here now and I am uh, much stronger and I've learned a lot as a result of these experiences from 2009. <clears throat> And so uh, during my, I, I chronicle my experiences because it's almost uh, a sort of autobiography. Um, and who knows what will be happening five or ten years from now. And at least I'll have some sort of documentation um, through my, my show, Soul Evolution Center show, and through my blog. And uh, perhaps I can see the stepping stones uh, which will, which are, uh, which have guided and leading and led me. So this, uh, this show is a platform uh, for my own documentation. But, but I hope that in documenting my experiences, you can learn yourself, you can grow, understand yourselves better, understand people around you better, understand the world that you are in better. So uh, this, this platform that I share on has uh, multi, multiple functions. But I wanted to uh, share this out of body I had on November 4th, uh, 2015. And uh, in this out of body, I did not go through the portal or the wormhole. I've shared other videos on YouTube and uh, my experiences on Block Talk Radio. 
about going through a portal sometimes during an out-of-body. I experience most of my out-of-bodies in my sleep state, um, my altered state of consciousness when I'm very relaxed, and that's when another level of my consciousness can exit, and I hear it telepathically being called my spirit. My spirit can roam and explore and have all these kind of adventures um, as out-of-bodies when I am in my sleep state. And all of us experience out-of-bodies when we sleep at night naturally. We just, just that many people are not lucid, many people do not recall it. And that is, uh, I sense, for their own safety. It's a mechanism within the central nervous system that, that they are not ready to process this overload or this additional sensory sti uh, stimulating information, which it is. And I do share that in my uh, videos and on the show, how different it is in your dreamscape, in your out-of-bodyscape than it is in the earthly life, how time and the series of events progress. It's, it's just a whole different way of existing. And it requires a certain ability, uh, tactileness, flexibility, and adaptability. And not everyone is ready to confront that at this time. But over time, I feel that everyone is going to become more lucid uh, and remember their dreams and their out-of-bodies. And when I say over time, uh, I am speaking like, oh, like over 100 years or so as more and more people awaken and their nervous system can handle this additional uh, sensory processing that was directly channeled. <clears throat> And so uh, what I've noticed is I've had a progression in my out-of-bodies. Um, I believe if, if, if you can, and there are techniques to uh, be able to increase your recall of your dreams. Um, just Google that on the Internet, and you'll come up with techniques. Um, but again, I believe, and I because it's been this way for myself, that when you raise your consciousness, you will automatically become even a little more lucid, in part of your dream state. Uh, so I always espouse that as a higher consciousness teaching, is to expand your consciousness to facilitate out-of-body experiences, not only for that, but just to uh, add quality to your life and help raise your own inner vibration. So what I've noticed mm -hmm. um, since 2009, and now we're in 2015, it's November 2015, is that, and especially in the past two or three weeks, this is unusual for me, is that I've had increased number of out of bodies where I do channelings in other dimensions. I do channeling for other human beings that are existing in other dimensions. So I'm, I'm doing the work that I do here on the earthly plane, but in other dimensions. And, you know, that makes sense to me. Uh, we all have our unique talents and skills. And when we go to sleep at night, I, I don't feel the universe's intent was for us to be 100% rela relaxed and uh, just be in a total resting state. Of course, part of the our uh, nighttime sleep is for that, for biological repair and replenishment, for resetting of our biological systems. I'm directly channeling this information now. But uh, the other part of our evening, after we take care of our physical maintenance, very necessary for our, our well-being, um, we do spend time in explorations, 
and also social work, um, helping other beings and other dimensional uh, frequencies. It's a beautiful design. It's a beautiful setup the universe has uh, planned. Uh, nothing is wasted, do you see? So I, I'm really clearly seeing that now. It's been shown to me, and I've experienced that, especially in this past uh, uh, week prior to this out-of-body of November 4th that I'm doing channeling work on these other dimensions. In fact, um, I had two out-of-bodies back-to-back uh, a day in between where I was channeling for other beings and other dimensions, and I was lucid and able to recall these details. This shows to me it's been amped up. Uh, my higher self, my spirit really wants to show to me that I'm working in other dimensional planes and I'm doing channel channeling work. And now I'm hearing that this work is essential. I guess it's my higher self or my spirit really wants to show to me that this is my divine duty, my divine function is to be a channeler. And um, I've heard that telepathically clearly in many, many channeled messages. And I share, I share some of those excerpts in my ebook, Aristotle's Teachings for the New Age, as to why I felt I was given this task of being the messenger for Aristotle's words. It's because I am a messenger and it is my divine function and purpose. And those are the terms that were channeled to me. And so I am doing that in addition in my altered state of consciousness in my sleep state. So uh, over the years, uh, since 2009, I've been looking for consistencies, patterns, um, rules about out-of-body travel and creating my own ideas, my own theories. And I know I'm meant to disseminate this information to help uh, you and, and others who may be experiencing these or may be on the cusp of experience, having these experiences. So when you do have these experiences, you are not fearful because uh, fear is such a low vibrational, debilitating um, energy and really prevents us from being the best that we can. So if I talk about this openly to you and with uh, integrity and honesty, uh, hopefully you'll retain some of this and um, remember it. And when you experience this yourself in the near future, um, you will be much more in control, right? That's beautiful. And that's what we're all meant to do. Once we learn something, um, it is our duty to teach it to others in whatever way, even if it's not a strict platform, even if we just demonstrate. And this is how the world moves forth. And so what I noticed is recently, a week, a week before this out-of-body, or let's just say I had two out-of-bodies back-to-back where I was doing direct voice channeling. And that since 2009, I've never had two days back to back where I was doing direct voice channeling in another dimensional reality. So what, ha what happened was I became lucid during this out of body on November 4th. And again, I'm sleeping in my bed, at, but in an altered state of consciousness. Um, but I became lucid and I found myself in my, 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 my home that I was in when I was um, in, in grade in grade seventh to high school, okay? So it's my, my teenage home in the Northeast. And that's a common platform for my out-of-bodies. It seems like 
it's a comp it's a comfortable familiar setting so many times in out of bodies i will be at my uh, teenage home that i no longer live in of course and so that's where i was and then i uh, another uh another consistency i've noticed is not only the use of a familiar like childhood or teenage home setting as a platform for the out of body is that there are other human beings or other consciousnesses in the form of a human being that will interact with you in your in that setting so there was a strange woman but honestly at the time I didn't even think she was strange but I did not know her she I did not know her from the earthly plane she wasn't uh, like a, one of my friends or a co-worker or anything like that and she was in my bedroom and I didn't think anything was unusual about that and that shows to you my level of lucidity. I'm lucid enough to recall these details, but, but not to think that it was strange. And all of a sudden, as she was by my bed, all of a sudden I start to trans-channel. Trans-channel is one form of channeling. It's a very deep, uh, complex, intense form of channeling. With trans-channeling, the being or entity that wants to express itself will actually use the channeler's uh, physical system, their body, their arms, their hands, their neck, their vocal system, their diaphragm to express themselves. It's like the being um, kind of manipulates and has more control over the channeler's body. And to be honest with you, this has been a new modality that happened to me spontaneously in April of 2015. And it's when Aristotle first came to me in spirit. He came to me through trans channel in the middle of the night at uh, 2 a.m. like 2 a.m. or so in the morning, and he expressed himself verbally. It was very intense. Um, if you're interested in learning trans channel, please seek out uh, a professional teacher who's experienced in it. Novices should never attempt to trans channel on their own. Um, there needs to be proper precautions taken, including um, energetic cleansing of the channeler, preparing physical space for protection, etc. Uh, so, so it's very important to know the protocol for trans channeling. I've taken trans channeling courses since 2009. I've taken mediumship courses since 2009, different workshops. And so I am, uh, I'm very well versed on trans channel and other types of channeling. So I am not a novice. Um, and so when this, uh, so what happened in this out of body is I start trans channeling for this woman in my bedroom. And I know it's a trans channel because I could feel the uh, force within me of that entity. <clears throat> I don't know who the entity is, and uh, I don't. I wasn't lucid enough to, to even ask what entity it was. But I start giving her uh, guidance, and I tell her that her life purpose and her her life function is uh, to be an activist, uh, to be an activist for the earth, uh, to take care of like Mother Earth. And um, she was very surprised that she got this information and she said she found it interesting. And to be honest with you, um, I do give channeling reading sessions in my practice. I do them in office and I also do it over the phone and through Skype. And uh, sometimes my clients will ask, uh, ask me when I'm channeling what their life purpose is. And sometimes they receive it 
uh, I usually channel Mr. Edgar Casey, the renowned American psychic and spirit, uh, and also some other entities. And all this is explained in my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. But sometimes the guides will uh, give give the uh, my the, the clients uh, their life function, and sometimes they will not because the client is not ready to receive it. They are not ready to do their life divine purpose yet. They have to do their housekeeping and um, do some healing with their relationships with themselves. Maybe work on their physical health, uh, work on their uh, emotional well-being. Maybe they have to do some forgiveness work. Uh, for for uh, past traumas, and so sometimes uh, clients are not ready to do their divine function. They're not ready to be an energy healer. They still have work to do on themselves. And so I was surprised during this out of body that I channeled her specific life function, which is to be an activist for Mother Earth. Um, and so I, the guides must must have been ready to channel this information to her. And then uh, the scene changed very quickly. And uh, I was uh, all of a sudden I was like in a hospital setting, and uh, there a technician came up to me, and he had a culture in his hand, like some kind of slide, and he showed it to me, and it looked like there was some kind of uh, liquid that had gelled or coagulated on it, and he said, "You see what happened?" And intuitively, I automatically knew that that culture was my culture. It was my biological culture, okay? That's a term used in, um, in uh, medical facilities, a culture. We're going to take a, a culture of, uh, let's say, a swab of your, uh, inside of your mouth, of your saliva, or something like that. And I, and I saw that the culture had reacted, and I said to him, well, that's because uh, I'm a channeler, and it's in my DNA, and the culture now shows it. I intuitively knew that because I was a channeler, it was in my biology, it was in my DNA, and now the culture, this culture and the, the uh, condition it was in was uh, directly validated that. And I have to be honest with you, the past uh, few weeks, months, I keep hearing my DNA, my DNA, that I have Christ's DNA, and, you know, I'm not a religious person, and I wasn't raised uh, with a specific religion like that. And so I have heard telepathically that, you know, there is something in my DNA. It was the way I was brought into the earth. It's in my physical system. And so I've been hearing that for weeks. And, and this is the first time that it showed up in a dream, validated in a dream or not a body. Uh, and it was shown shown to me in that way. So that's why it's important um, to try to create awareness and lucidity of your dreams if possible. Because a lot of times there's a lot of messages in there from your subconscious, from your spirit and your higher self. So I felt that was a message to me that um, there are there are human being there are certain human beings that are born with certain traits or aspects in their DNA. And if you're a light worker, you already uh, you probably have already heard that if you're in the field, right? That we have may have unique biological stru uh, structure, and, and now I'm telepathically hearing molecular compositions. <clears throat> so I share that with you just to to let you know how you can receive important information in your out of bodies about about yourself and the state of your biology. <clears throat> 
And so this out of body where I channeled this woman's life purpose and then I was, sh I was showing my culture by uh, my biological culture by a medical technician, uh, just, uh, just reiterated to me uh, what and how important it is that I personally do do my work. You have a different function. You may have a different life function, a different purpose, and you may or may not be ready to receive it at this time. But whatever it is, know that it is essential and it's unique to you and that it's important for you to do it, especially if you come to a point where you become aware of it and it's been brought up to the surface for you um, by your higher self, by your spirit, or by your own intuition. Um, know that everyone's divine purpose, their divine function is important, and, and, and it has been clearly laid out pre-incarnation, which means prior to when we incarnated on the earthly plane. <clears throat> I hope that has been um, helpful to you. Uh, I, I am sharing my out-of-body experiences, these specific ones, to show you how they correlate to my life function and how you may be shown that as well um, in your dream state, in your out-of-body state. Um, I had an extraordinary out-of-body as well uh, in mid-October, mid and uh, I didn't go through the portal or the wormhole or the interdimensional corridor, uh, but I became lucid. And during that uh, out-of-body in my sleep state, I found myself in a dimensional uh, reality that was a budding um, my old, my other old home in the Northeast. So it has been shown to me that these dimensions, these dimensional spaces, sometimes are very close to our reality and our real life spaces, and they just they abut it or they're parallel to it. They're side to side. Um, they're not um, when you when you say you go to another dimension, you might not actually go 860,000 miles out into space. It doesn't work that way. It's really a frequency that might exist right within the space that we're already in. Um, and in this, um, in this out of body, in uh, mid-October 2015, um, I, I, I found out that there was a, planet, a planetary symposium going on, and people from all over the world were gathering, uh, including guest speakers, lecturers, and participants. Uh, audience members and they were coming in from all over this was a big thing and then I had a special um, transporter a special escort actually take me to this symposium and how it worked was I found myself lucid and I was standing on my my uh, side lawn of my old house in the Northeast and all of a sudden I see a cloud a mist um, about 10 or 15 feet away, start approaching me. It was a swirling mist, a swirling cloud. And I said to my husband who was next to me, oh, look, there's something going on. And next thing I know, this mist, uh, this cloud came right up to me and totally engulfed me in, in it, and it's mist. And next thing you know, it lifted me up in the air, and then, it, we, then I was traveling. And I was trying to keep my eyes open to view the landscape to see what we're traveling over because I do like to be an observer during, during my out-of-bodies so that I can catalog and chronicle my experiences to help others. And so I, I, was, I was looking around me to see 
over what landscape we're traveling over, but it was very gray. It was a misty gray, and it, uh, so I did not have a clear vision, and it was uh, I had obstructed vision, and I did note that I had obstructed vision. It was almost like foggy, and then um, I realized that I, um, I sometimes when I'm traveling like that, uh, sometimes I have I call them transporters. That's a term I coined myself. And this is a being um, that will actually take you, transport you during an out-of-body from one dimensional space to another. And I realized when I was in that mist traveling through the air, um, I did this thing where I reached behind me and I could feel like somebody's legs and I knew that I had a transporter. Uh, I, had so I had someone that was going to take me to the next uh, destination. And um, when we landed, we landed um, in, the, in the next town over and um, the transporter materialized, and that's happened many times um, with me, where they actually show themselves in physical form. And he was uh, a male, and um, he asked me questions about my children in California, and I said to him, I don't have any children in California. And so I thought that he'd gotten the wrong um, passenger. I thought that maybe he made a mistake and was transporting the wrong person. So I have a, I, but now look, during the, the out of body, I thought that, but now looking back at it, I feel that that was another notation of another concurrent life that I probably had, another parallel life where I did live in California and did have two children. <clears throat> that was a revelation of sorts. And sometimes in my out of bodies, I get these little bits of information like that, these little clues of my other uh, dimensional realities. And then, um, and so after he uh, he uh, dropped me off, like in front of this symposium, and uh, I did this thing. I knew I was supposed to go inside, and uh, on some level, I knew I was supposed to go inside and, and probably observe the symposium. And again, it was on um, like extraterrestrials. So I go inside. I'm looking for a place to sit. Uh, and try to be inconspicuous. And there was three uh, male speakers uh, that were sitting up on the stage, a platform, and I knew they were the organizers of the event. And I was, I thought that it might be good for me to sit close to them since they're the organizers. And then what happened is uh, a, a few other things happened, nothing too notable. But what happened was all of a sudden, out of the blue, I felt like I was going to trans-channel I felt a force come up through me and a being want to express itself through my mouth and my vocal cords. And so I said, I started to trans-channel in front of the symposium, and I said, I am Azeroth. And to be honest with you, I've channeled a being named Azeroth in uh, 2009. He was one of the first uh, high-dimensional frequency beings I channeled. I channeled a beautiful message from him. And then he started uh, sharing information to the symposium. And then I realized why I was there. I was just the conduit, the medium for Azeroth to speak through me to the symposium. Azeroth was an extraterrestrial who was a guest speaker at the symposium. But he couldn't, he couldn't present himself without having a conduit, a medium. And that was my job. So that was an amazing, amazing out-of-body experience I had. And this, that is the first time in mid-October 2015 that a, a high-dimensional being that I had already channeled a message from 
you know, uh, 2009, trans-channeled through me another dimensional plane. It was, uh, you could say that was a, mile, a milestone out of body for me, um, a mile marker, <clears throat> a benchmark. Okay, well, I hope now you understand a little more about what light workers are, um, about what out of body experiences represent, to keep an open mind if you uh, having such experiences or going to experience such things, you have a little bit more knowledge now to better uh, facilitate it. And I will continue to share my out of body experiences, the more prominent ones where I can uh, have some valid points of teaching to share and to impart. And uh, again, I encourage you to download and uh, play uh, past episodes. Um, they're available for your use and for your, re uh, for your education for free. And to download my free ebook uh, as well, available on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. And I look forward to uh, sharing with you more information as I learn, as I learn as well. And please feel free to leave your comments and your own um, experiences on Soul Evolution Center uh, Block Talk Radio in the comments section or on YouTube in the comments section. I would really appreciate it. And I would love to hear if you have any uh, experiences that are relatable. All right. Take care. Namaste. And uh, know that you will all, all are being guided on very high levels um, for your well-being. And to remember to tune into that daily during a practice of meditation. I have to throw that in there. I'm hearing it telepathically. They want me to get this information out to you now. So even though it doesn't seem to correlate with the rest of the, um, the talk we had here, uh, this is what I'm uh, I'm just being a channeler right now and, and imparting the information I'm hearing. All right. So uh, namaste, and we shall connect very soon.